Hello everybody, it's a new Soul Readers. I'm Daniel, Gabe is here, and we're going to talk about A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Ha! Got you. This is not a new episode, it's another rerun. Uh, sorry. Yet again, uh, our circumstances between moving to the West Coast has kind of eluded us and gotten away from us and all the other excuses. Uh, it turns out that Gabriel doesn't have internet. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, what do you know, I'm a little right now oh no i'm knocking over things uh so again i'm back in the closet with the noisy light in, uh, above me and i'm here telling you that we're going to uh go back in time and oh no that's the cat sneaking up on me we're gonna go back in time and revisit some old episodes and this time around uh we're actually last time we, we jumped back two years ago now we're gonna jump back one year ago to again all the top gallant boyos all together again me gabriel ryan from sex and violence dear old ryan so yeah uh i wanted to originally go and find that la confidential part two because clearly in part one uh i had the last 50 pages to go and gabriel had the last like half of the book to go uh but apparently uh we never did an la confidential part two which is news to me uh i wasn't expecting that so yeah uh i think we're gonna talk about in this one i'm gonna actually listen to the episode right after this and cut it cut it up a little bit uh so yeah in the meantime enjoy and again next week promise you it's going to be a tree grows in brooklyn I will be most likely in the West Coast recording this in person with Gabriel himself and much nicer weather. So roll the episode, voiceless person. Oh, no, the cat. Good morning in the actual morning. Good morning. There's been a few. Good morning. Okay. Well, there's a few times when we've like recorded like the early afternoon or at noon and called it the morning. Yeah. This is the literal fucking morning. And whose fucking fault is that? His. Probably. <laughs> Probably. You were lo- like I, when I heard ten o'clock, I was like motherfucker. Yeah. No. Same. And then I got sick, and I was like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> we, we are doing this at the largesse of our guest. Yes, yes. Uh, and and when Gabe said, like, we have to do it tomorrow, or what time do you, we have to do it Friday? I was like, oh, no, I work. I work, like, 12 to 8. And then Gabe's like, well, we have to do it at 10 a.m. I'm like, no, we won't. Um, <laughs> and then and then he's like, that's literally the only time. And I was like, oh, fuck, all right, 10 a.m. Son of a bitch. Hey, here we are, boys. We'll all Yay. introduce you in a moment. Uh, first off, this is goddamn Slow Readers in the Morning. Slow Readers in the Morning. A literature podcast about books, and reading, and very little else. Easy, slow reading like Sunday morning. It's the only thing it's about. Uh, I am your co-host, Daniel. Hi, Danny. And who are you, young boy? My name is Gabriel Elizabeth Mar the Fourth. Okay. Now, there was a third voice we heard mm. in the room. That wasn't you, if, if your, your, your ball's dropping intermittently? <laughs> yeah, my ball's finally dropped, so I sound like a real man. Yeah, listeners... I don't know if you realize this, but Daniel and I have high-pitched little boy voices. And Gabriel's voice is even more high-pitched, because he's, li- he's a little sicky. Is it because I got my pee-pee chopped off as a little boy? So I could <laughs> sing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Lovely visual. Is that a yeah. thing? Yeah. No, it's not, it's not we'll introduce you in a moment. Well, when they castrate you, they're not chopping off your dick. But to sing better? Yeah. It's called a castrato. What was your name, young sir? Uh, hi, I'm Ryan Snyder. Hi, Ryan Snyder! Hey, hey, hey. From <laughs> Sex and Violence. From Sex and Violence. Yeah. The other Top Gallant radio yeah. production. The other hit Top Gallant mm-hmm. radio pop culture podcast, which is all about 
movies and movies and violent movies and sexy movies Indeed. and cocks and swords and you know, Ryan, in a way, you are a part co-founder of Top Gout Radio as the very first show we started. Oh, sure. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Yeah, boy, I'm tired. Oy vey. Uh, so, I hope this coffee kicks in. Mm-hmm. So let's let's wind that back a bit. Hey, remember we were talking about how we're tired? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're tired. Uh, how much? What, 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 what time is it, guys? It is um, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. There you go. Yeah, it's super early for us. Yeah. Uh, no, it is as of now, it is 10.24 a.m. Nice. A.m. I cannot sleep until after like 4 a.m. Oh, night. shit. Why? Um, I just, I, I can't. Get yeah. your shit together, Daniel. Fuck you. Yeah. Get your fucking shit together. Does it look like my shit's together? Look at all this It crap. really does. Shit's everywhere. I know it yeah. doesn't. I just shit everywhere. Like, oh. that is, that was the style. Anyway. It's on the ceiling. I like it there. That's fine. Whatever. It's care. the mess that I know where everything is. Anyway. Daniel, you are who you're going to be, and we accept you. You're beautiful. Okay. It's good. That did make me sad when you're like, you are who you're going to be. I'm like, this isn't who I'm going to be. I'll be better than this. <laughs> you mean this fucking mess with the, like, creaky, rusty Nordic track in the, in the it's corner? It's not creaky and rusty. Just, like, the previous owners hadn't put it together. It's just creaky. Sure. <laughs> it just is as, hasn't been assembled yet. Fuck sure. you. Is this right? Anyway. Go on. Coming out with the claws out. Yeah. So, Ryan, let's talk about your bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, you're, you're co-host and co-founder of uh, not only Sex and Violence, but technically uh, Top Gun Radio. Not really, but, you know. Okay. Uh, it's, you're kind of like, a, you're, you're not a lettered name like a madman. You're like you're like Pete Campbell in, uh, in Sterling Cooper and Associates. Mm, trying to find a pop culture reference that I would be able to understand. You're the Eddie James almost in terms of starring in Blade Runner. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. All right. Wait, so does that mean, am I Sean Young? Um, hmm. oh, I keep forgetting there's like no one else in that movie. Uh, yes. I don't know. You can be the... What's well, I'll be Rutger Howard. Yeah, I was going to say, you can have him. Oh. Yeah. I, I, know you'll, I know that'll make your, your dick hard. Where does that leave him? It sure does. Who? He's Harrison Ford. Yeah? Okay. He's Deckard. It's fine. Or I could be What's-His-Face from Deadwood. <laughs> J.S. Sebastian. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't remember the actor's name. Uh... What is actor's name? Yeah, that's Farnsworth from Deadwood. That's his name, Farnsworth and Deadwood. Yeah, Mary He's Farnsworth. Deadwood. I love that guy. Deadwood. Okay. You can be John Deadwood. Uh, just because I okay, we we do have a corkboard. We we're, do. We're not completely fucking uh, uh, unstructured and undisciplined. No fucking way. We have a fucking corkboard and an extensive. It's pretty great. Board. There's a lot of stuff on there. There's a lot of stuff it's there. Huge. To get through. It's covered in posters. Now uh, this one come is... come see my band. It, <laughs> free couch is because. That is what? because the uh, sorry uh, is because uh, when we recorded this is a oh this is a crossover episode I guess we should say that too hey oh, it's yes, crossover yeah. week um, William Sanderson William Sa- okay thank William you. Sanderson William Sanderson thank you so much it's crossover week here at Top Gun Radio again no fuck crossover week let's talk about William Sanderson 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 William Sad Son Sad Son hmm. uh, Gabriel what. This is crossover week. Sure is. Uh, so uh, this is crossover mm-hmm. week, which means that we had done. Uh, I had guested on your guys's show, Sex yes. and Violence. We were talking about uh, Blade Runner twenty four, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, if I can say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the movie that came out before that, Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Nineteen eighty two. Nineteen eighty two. Or twenty nineteen. Okay, it's twenty nineteen. One of our patron yeah. saints on Indeed. Sex and Violence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm gonna go home and watch that probably. Which one? Oh, Blade Runner. The new one. The old one. Yeah. I have it on VHS. <laughs> You're sick. There's, uh, actually, I really am. That's what I'm going to do. It. Oh, Does that mean it has voiceover? Oh, no, shit. No, it doesn't. Oh, no. I, I had, like, the most recent, like, like VHS, like, cut. We we have not talked. We did not. Okay, there's a couple of things we didn't talk about, including the one thing on the corkboard. 
The one thing I don't think we ever talked about is the uh, the theatrical cut of, of the original Blade Runner movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, have you seen it? I have not, actually. It's I, The only one I watched is Final Cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the f- well, the first one I watched was the director's cut. Like Does the director's 19... cut have the narration? No, no, no. Yeah, like, like, that, I, that'd be really weird. None of the cuts except for the theatrical cut has the narration. I've okay. seen pieces of it, and like there's a couple lines of dialogue that like really don't age well. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I think you know which one I'm yes, thinking of. Uh, I enjoy. One hundred percent of the narration is absolutely atrocious and doesn't work. Um, and but yeah, there's like a few things where like they say something, and that's usually the the part. Okay. I've tried watching the theatrical cut uh, once. I didn't get very far. I got about that far, which is about like f- four minutes into the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I cannot stress it enough. It's really bad. I feel like <laughs> like that would be if you could create a subset of drunk history things. That would be a perfect story to tell, like in drunk history. I would love to see the story of Harrison Ford dragging himself out of bed that day to go to the ADR studio and being forced to get the dictation and try to make like this narration happen and like deliberately fucking it up. And Gabriel, I've told you many times, watch the fucking Dangerous Days goddamn documentary. We started watching it, he remember? literally tells the story about going in, about what it was like just walking into, like, some, like, dingy, like, a, a recording studio. There's just some, like, little guy in a typewriter hemming away. Harrison Ford goes, hey, where am I doing? And the guy just goes, like, waves him off. And then the next thing you know, he just gives him paper, and he's just giving, like, first takes for everything. And it was just, like, it was, like, there's narration throughout the movie, but it was more than that it was like like five times as much and he just like was like whatever i just gave the reading and left because like i didn't care about the movie at that point and that's exactly how it sounds that's awesome <laughs> um but yeah no, no anyway watch the dangerous days documentary dudes okay, okay. Jesus. i'll put it on the ever-growing list of shit that i will watch eventually yes what? by the way gabe you would hate stranger things i know don't, don't watch it okay you think Gabe really hates Stranger Things? No, he's 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 reverse psychologying me because everyone who says Gabe, you have to watch um Stranger Things makes me angry. Yeah, no, I should have picked up on that. Listen, I'm stupid. I'm a little what they call dense, Aww. so like I didn't pick up on that. You're like a star, dense, full of hot air, mm, gaseous. This gaseous. is not a science <laughs> podcast. Bright. So, um, yeah, welcome to the next two hours. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, speaking of what, I think we really do need to take a break real quick, then we'll come back and yeah. we'll start talking about whatever dumb book we're talking about. Books! Yay! Books, 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 books. Hello and welcome back to Slow Readers. Slow Readers! I am not the host, I am the guest. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Gabriel. Hello, Daniel. Hello. Hey, Danny. Hello. I know, right? Hello. We have to do this. You made us come here at 10 a.m., so yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, now. I I, did not. I just Uh got an address and a time. (laughs) And an assignment. And a mask. I would have been fine doing this last night. So uh, we have a dumb book to talk about. That dumb book is... A bum duck? Your bum duck. We've got a bum duck to talk about. A babadook? That we've got a babadook to talk about. And that babadook is... So, it is a book by Philip K. Dick. Some dick. And it is called <laughs> Boop a Duke, 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 Duke. It's called Do Birdies Do Funny Flying Things and Then Running on Knives. AKA Dick Writes About a Dick. Yeah. This is a book about Wesley Snipes as a long distance champion. Mm. That's what I was laughing when we were recording last time because we were talking about like how, Ryan, sorry, you like movies. Uh, you like more of the movies that inspired Blade Runner? Then Blade Runner itself. Which do you like more? Oh, vice versa. Blade Runner or Demolition Man? 
I've never seen Demolition Man. What? Demolition yeah. Man is so much fucking fun. Yeah. It is genuinely hilarious and really it is it knows how dumb it is and becomes smart by how annoying dumb it is. Mm-hmm. It is it is weirdly smart in pl- in and clever about its concept. Was that a Schwarzenegger one? No, Stallone, Stallone and Wesley Stallone? Snipes. Stallone and oh, really? Snipes. Okay, shit. Wesley Snipes <laughs> basically plays like, like a ridiculous like berserk villain. Yeah. All right. It's hilarious. Uh, Wesley Snipes playing an overtop villain and, and imagine them just going like, uh, this character is yours. Do what you want with him. And mm. he's like... And you're like, oh my god, Wesley Snipes is so much fun. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. What's your boggle? <laughs> my boggle. My boggle. Yeah, like he's full on Joker hamming it up, and he's fucking great. All right, and and, and it's violent and it's grody. Oh, it's and, great, and uh, uh, starring a, a young Sandra Bullock who's fantastic in that, and a young really? Benjamin yeah. Bratt. She's like the straight. She's a she's a straight man, even though she's not really straight because she's goofy in the futuristic yeah. way. Anyway, and you, it, th- you think it's gonna it be is... old boy, and then it's not. No, it's not. No, Thank God, it's, it's eighties, right? No, it's like ninety. 97? It's oh, like it's you're like getting, you're getting into that time period where I'm like wonky on those things. It's no, a, it's yeah, a fun it's um, movie it, it's the most 80s 90s movie ever. I should um, put it. It's it's where like it like the tone. I think like that's why it's 90s where it's it's a lot it's clearly self-aware unlike something from the 80s. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. 80s tend to like not come off as self-aware. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I like so imagine that, like though. like yeah. a, a a well-done version of a 90s total recall. Okay. Not well done like a steak. Hmm. But. Uh, not appro- done properly. Okay. Appropriately. Properly. A medium rare. Movie. A medium rare of a nineties movie. Okay. Well that's the end of the episode. Uh, Alright guys, um see ya. <laughs> okay, no. Ryan, what's the name of the book? The name of the book is Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. The easiest title in the world to say. Yeah. yeah. Done by this jerk named Philip K. Dick, who is one of the uh, grandfathers, I don't want to say grandfathers, let's say fathers, one of the fathers of science fiction. Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, like, there hasn't been a successful, like, him and I think Arthur C. Clarke are, like, we're probably, like, uh... Contemporaries? Contemporaries of each other, clearly yeah. in, to different degrees. Actually, Disciples of Asimov. Yeah. It's interesting, uh, the progression, yeah, As- I find that way. Asimov was before all these. I'm yep. actually... I'm I think really... it was, like, 50s, right? Yeah, Asimov's 50s. Yeah. And okay. before that, there was, like, there's like the fun Burroughs kind of, like, pulpy sci-fi, which wasn't sci-fi at all, but written in a style. No, Burroughs was about the same time, too, wasn't he? No, Burroughs was, like, in the 30s. I think Burroughs and this jerk would probably be, uh, probably, like, closer than any of the other ones. I don't think that's true. I think... I, I... mean, this was, like, this was published in 68. Okay. That's earlier than I think. When did it, uh, this was? Yeah. Really? When did sixty eight? Yeah, it's it's uh, this shit. Uh, uh, and like a Princess of Mars came out in like nineteen thirty something. I think like twenties. I would say. I thought twenties no, maybe. I might be wrong. No, that's not true. Oh, nineteen twelve. Holy shit! Yeah, okay. Shit. I was gonna say no because they're Hem and Lovecraft were contemporaries. Yeah, so I make sure that it, it would makes be like much forever ago. Sense. So it would have been like yeah, Burroughs and Lovecraft, and then it would have been Asimov, and then it would have been like well, I, okay. Well, I was calling the grandfathers being like Wells and Vernon. Yeah, he'd be like a father, modern sci-fi. He, he'd be father, and then. Uh, Asimov would be uncle. Yeah, do you guys sure? Do you guys know what the K stands for? Uh, Karloff. Karloff. No, it stands for kindred. Kindred. Yeah, I saw that recently. Someone, I I saw that right, right now, and I was like, kindred. That's not Philip a, Kindred like, Dick. What kind of? I, I thought it was some jerk. Like I was being clever, calling him yeah. Kindred. What but kind no. of like mumbling like tongue twister name is that? Philip Kindred Dick. That's nice. Philip Kindred Dick. It's Philip Kindred Dick. It's like nice. They're each each. Uh, emphasis is very unique. Philip Kendrick Dick. I, I have ch- Philip. Bang, Kendrick. break, Batman back. Anna Kendrick. Always landing on hard consonants here. Mm. Ryan, have you read a Philip K. Dick before? Negative. Are, how familiar are you with 
dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah! You got him, First, Daniel! Uh, Nailed it! No one was fuckers. expecting us to make a dick joke in this entire episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just happy you guys went this long without doing that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm surprised very, it really took very me that restrained. long. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> For a regular I'm, Ryan Murphy's. I'm familiar with him only in the sense of uh, Blade Runner. I know, like... Just the movie. Just, like, the movie, and I know, like, that he died, like, I think shortly before the movie came out, or shortly after, like, it was... Um, I think so about the same time. 80, yeah. yeah, March 82, I think, before the movie I, came I out. Yeah. I think, I believe, and I could be wrong about this, I believe in Dangerous Days, uh, they said that he died, like, he saw, like, like the, the sets and production and, like, some, like, an early cut, yeah. but he didn't see, like, the final movie. And he was, um, he had some, like, mental issues as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. From he, not mistaken. In case you can't tell from this book, he was a recreational drug user. Really? What? Yeah. Can you not tell? Wow. That's, <laughs> the, that's the, really surprising. The, the, to me. the writer of a scanner darkly? The, what? The writer, the creator of like a mood organ? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Mood organ's what I call my penis. Plus, like, the whole fucking book. Is, I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, I get it. You do drugs, whatever. It's weird. Like, <laughs> you're cool. The way, like, I'm surprised. Like, that's, I was really surprised you said 68. Like, because it comes across, like, I guess today in, like, 2018, Mm -hmm. like, reading this kind of thing, it's like, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Like, oh, my, like, electronic device. Yeah, yeah. And I I just had a weird sense when I was reading it because I was reading it on, like, a tablet. Uh And I was just like, man, the future is now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading a book on an electronic device. When would you have guessed this came out, Ryan? I would have guessed, like... Mid to late seventies, early eighties. Hmm. Like I would have thought, like it would have been like today's stuff. Where like, oh, a book came yeah. out. You know, a year later, there's already a book. I could have seen it. It's come out like in seventy six or something. And then like the million. Oh, you're making a movie out of this. Uh, this dude's uh, output was actually pretty crazy. Like he was putting out like two or three. I mean, they're all pretty short, like this. But like mm-hmm. there was like two or three books like a year for like ten years. Yeah. Shit. Also, yeah. Ryan, I thought you were a fan of Man in the High Castle. Oh, I never read it. But uh, I, I would. I watched some of it on uh, Amazon. What? In the box. Do you have a man in the box? Yeah, what does oh, Alison Chase have to do with Man in the High Castle? Well, I don't know. Do Gabriel's joke. This song is about heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to write that entire song. A song about heroin? Well, no, I want to write an Alice in Chains song, get rid of all the subtext, so it's all like, I'm on heroin, and it's great. And I'll make the pretentious. I'm on heroin, and now it sucks. <laughs> yep. No, no, my thing. I was going to say I was going to make the pretentious version of a Velvet Underground song about heroin, but it's already done. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all of them. They did that. Yeah, that's, that's their that music. Was their literally shtick. called heroin. That's, that yeah. was their thing. <laughs> anyway. God, I don't like the Velvet Underground. How do I? Why don't like, I? I thought you did. No, well, Ryan, do you like Velvet Underground? Uh, no, it's 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 the same thing. Like pretentious hipsters like have that on vinyl. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. why do you actually like this? Um, well, I listen to I, I like I always do this like every like couple years. Where it's like I'll put on um, Velvet Underground and Nico because I'm yeah. like that should be cool, right? And then I'll listen to this and I'm like I'm like I don't. I like I waiting for my man this. and um, Femme Fatale and everything else. I'm like whatever. I, I love uh, Venus and Furs. I um, hate Venus and, and Furs. And I, I don't know. If, I think I showed you. There's like a there's this really awesome. I realize what it is. I don't like Lou Reed. Yeah, I don't like Lou Reed at all. Um, the other guy, uh, I forget his name, Kale. John Cale. John Cale. Um, he did like a demo of uh, Vel- uh, Venus and Furs, and it's just him on a guitar in like what, he sounds like he's recording in like the church because there's so much echo so, or whatever. That sounds great. And it's just him like quietly singing the song, and it is fucking beautiful. Yeah, I, I bet. And then like, like you listen to, and then like even like the the finished version, I like how like fucking like in your face it is, how obnoxious. Yeah. And, but it's oh, great. I, I love that. I feel like I feel like I'm in the middle of a bunch of douchebags in the college dorm room, and I'm 30 years old, yep. and they're like, "Hey, man." Do you know who Ravi Shankar is? And I'm like, 
Yeah, you little shit. I don't know who fucking Ravi Shankar is. I don't know. Have you smoked weed for the first time? Are you going to play for me some fucking Hendrix? Are you telling me all about what it means to be a Rastafarian? You pretentious little shit. Why don't we listen to the dead, man? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> gross. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Fuck Lou Reed. Fuck Lou Reed. That was also back in the day when, like, I, and I always, I always b- hate that, like, musicians talking about, like, how cool heroin is. Like, do you, ever, do you ever go back to, like, these people from, like, the 70s, and, like, and they're talking about how, like, they're just like, like, yeah, man, just try to, like, just do horse. Like, I, there's this really, <laughs> there's this interview with, uh, with Burroughs, William S. Burroughs, uh-huh. and I, it really annoys the shit out of me. He's him, he's doing an interview, and he's talking to uh, some guy who's, like, saying, like, yeah, you were, unfortunately, a heroin abuser. And he was like, no, I used heroin regularly. And they're just like, well, yeah, at some point it got out of control, right? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, you did, and he's trying to say, like... You wrote well, a book called Junkie, didn't you? you junkie, and, like, yeah. you know, you don't do heroin because it was killing... I'm like, like, no, I think some people, it can it can ruin, but, you know, if you use it responsibly, you can, like, you can use it. It's, it's And he's, like, saying, like, like nothing, it's just heroin. And I'm just like, fuck you, wow. Boros, you creep. <laughs> uh, you See, I, I have, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Motley Crue, and I have Nikki Six's Heroin Diaries, and it Ooh. goes the complete opposite direction, where Easily it's, like, a year and a half in his yeah. life of him, like, literally his diaries. And then there's, like, the after part of it about, like, I got off it, I got back on it, I got off it. And then, like, it's him. Like, it's a terrible fucking drug. It ruined my life for X it amount of years. It killed Harris Whittles. Like, it's fucked up. Yeah. And I, like, like you said, like, I'm going to be like, nah, it's not big. just heroin. It's just him <laughs> being, like, being like, listen, I casually took heroin in my day, I mean, all I mean, right? if, if, yeah. if you're a bitch or something, then you'll die of it. But it's not me. I'm William Spurs. Speaking of so heroin. Fuck you, dude. Speaking of heroin, you know who probably did heroin? Phil K. Dick. Probably. Probably, yeah. I, he at least did, like, LSD and shit. Um, yeah, he's, he, he's very much in that. If you ever see, um, or I've only, I don't think I've read it. Yeah, I've only seen uh, A Scanner Darkly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is his, which is, uh, what the fuck? I just like reading the, the plot synopsis. It's like, I get it, you do drugs. Yeah. But it's um it's a science, it's a near future uh, sci-fi story about how a uh, an undercover, an undercover cop Played by Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, infilt- infiltrates, but like pretends to be like just like some random druggie with like a bunch of like like a druggie group of friends. Like RDJ. Who like seem to like not really be up to anything besides just like doing drugs and doing like random junkie things. But like at the same time, he's also like this fucking like super deep undercover cop, and it's all about how he's developing like two different personalities based on yeah. Yeah, people don't watch this don't watch Scanner Darkly for anything other than the fun visuals, the really beautiful visuals. Very interesting people. And yeah, don't very... don't walk in expecting any kind of traditional story because it's not one. Yeah, okay. exactly. And yeah. it's and there's it's, no there's no real narrative like structure to it. And and it's and it's all about that like 70s like like drug conspiracy shit, you know? Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Which I, mean, I, I, I can't stand, quite frankly. It's, Paranoid it, junkies. Yeah, yes. I, I hate it. It's, I find it so boring. Like, at the end, he's like, uh, once Keanu Reeves has pretty much gone, like, brain dead or whatever, he's literally working on, like, a drug farm, like, a secret drug farm that's run by the government. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's that kind of thing. But it's dedicated to, and he says, like, uh, it's um, it's really touching, like, a list of all my friends who were punished too severely for... for, uh, for drug enjoy- infractions? For enjoying, the, no, for enjoying themselves. And it's just, like, a list of people who clearly are drug users, and, like, next to it, it's, like, brain damage, brain damage, dead, dead, in, like, a... Jesus. A, a, a paralyzed. Like, it's a massive list of, like, people who barely... Wow. Yeah. So. Heavy stuff. Yeah. So, do Android Dream of Electric Sheep. Uh, Gabriel? Yeah, Daniel. Let's do Android Dream of Electric Sheep, the easiest name in the world to fucking yes. say. What is it about? Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep is about a detective named Rick Deckard. Mm-hmm. Well, he's actually not a detective. He's a bounty hunter. 
Do they say the word Blade Runner in this book? No, no, no. Blade Runner is entirely from the movie. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So he's just a bounty hunter, and it's his job to hunt down androids, mm-hmm. escaped androids, mm-hmm. not replicants, androids. Andies. Or yes. Andies, as yes. they say. And part of his reasoning for doing this is because everyone in this ruined world, where everyone who has any kind of influence has moved off world, off to Mars, um, everyone back on Earth is just kind of like left behind. Everyone there is forced... And happily takes care of an animal. It's kind of to build empathy. Yeah, and it's uh, revolving around a religion, mercerism, which is built around the idea of like building empathy or encouraging yeah. empathy, which is uh, it's it's the one thing that's very very different between this and the movie Blade Runner, where it the one thing. It's a well, yeah. Um, well, there's like a, a nice skeleton about everything, but like mercerism also factors into like the Voight Kampf test, yeah. the, the, the little machine well, the, of a bob that this this book is is very aliens. fixated oh. on empathy with a capital E because it's also the difference between the androids and the humans, and it's what we're it's what um all the humans are trained to take care of is that they have everyone has a pet or an animal to take care of, Deckard and his wife. Who was kind of depressed? They have a kind fake of. sheep. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's wildly. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit! And uh, they have an electric sheep, and because their real sheep died, and what Rickard, um, what Deckard wants to do is hunt down these um, these androids so he has enough money to buy a real animal again. And he got lucky because boy, oh boy. Four or is it six? Six. Six. Six Andes uh, escape uh, onto Earth uh, from blah, blah, blah. And it's like the names are literally like Roy Batty. Um, I think the one guy's call- it's uh, Leon's character, but they call him by his last name. Oh, no. Pavoki? Pavoki? Something like that. I think that's Leon's actual name from Blade Runner. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, and various other things except J.S. Sebastian yeah. is called J.S. Sebastian. So basically, yeah, Deckard is assigned to hunt them down. He, at first, he goes down to this building where he meets Rachel, who has a test of what comp test A.K.A. Sean Young. Sean Young! And then, the parallel story yeah. with a kind of mentally challenged person. He's, he's quote-unquote, special. And how he houses and hides a bunch of the other androids. Yes, who is not J.S. Sebastian. He's not, including Pris and Roy, etc. Yes. Ryan, did you finish this book? Uh, I spent read through it, the end of it last night, so I missed a few things. <laughs> so you, the end. you basically that's, read that's, this book. I basically Fair. read it. I mean, there's um, these books are made to be sped read. Yeah. This is like one of those weird books where, like, I think the movie is better than the book, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's totally. scenes and certain source material that I think would have worked cool in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, overall, I mean, like, it's if you like Blade Runner, read it. It's, it fills in the gaps a little bit more. Like, there's a little bit more on like. What actually Voight comp test is like? Yeah, for, for specifically for example, um, just like in Blade Runner, there's a scene where uh, Deckard gives uh, the test to Rachel, and it's pretty much the, like literally the, the dialogue exactly the same. Yeah. But in this, there's an interior monologue where Deckard is describing like the responses from her and how that factors into the thing, and basically how like uh, empathy is recreated but isn't natural. Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting take on that, Gabriel. You're kind of shrugging. <laughs> yeah. Well, Daniel, first, did you read the whole thing? Uh, I listened to I spent the uh, <laughs> the, the, the audiobook on YouTube because uh, I read this book like like ten fucking like yeah. at least ten years ago. Okay. Daniel, on your YouTube listen of it, did you listen to the same one I did, where the guy speaks fucking glacially slow, uh, and he's mm. trying to copy uh, Harrison Ford's voice when he's doing Deckard's voice? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I was, was going to say, like, there's something where, like, he... I felt like when he was doing um, Brian, he was... Brian? Uh, he was kind of doing the W. Emmett Walsh tone a mm, bit. Like, I'm like, why are you trying to sound like him? Yeah. Oh, one way of off. my favorite background, like, B character or B actors from the oh, 80s. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great. Have you ever seen... Uh, see? Blood Simple. 
Okay. See the, critters. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw critters, but like again, like guys, like guys, guys, can this be the first episode of Friends? Question mark. Oh no! <laughs> this is just this, this is a preamble. This oh. is a preamble. Okay. Guys, I really Jeez. want to do the show. I think it'd be hilarious. Uh, creepy. It'd be fun. Fun little mini. Fun. It, it, it would be. But uh, no, yeah. See, like, or, I don't know. Create, you're a fan of him too. Create a silence <laughs> counter. So like. Yep. And if someone if it's quiet, just press a thing. Be like, ding. So okay, three seconds. Great. Gabriel. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I sped read the audiobook, so I just kind of skipped ahead when I got really bored. Uh Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. How? This is the first time you're reading this as well. Sure is. Have you read any Philip K. Dick? I have not. Not even a lick of it. Okay. This is the very first one I've read. Not even a dick of it. Not even a lick of the dick. Not even a lick of the dick. Oh, boy. Uh, I tried reading other dick books. I read this ten years ago, and I was just kind of like, okay. And then, like, I tried reading, like, Ubik and... uh, like some of the others, I think I might have even read Skinner Dark. I just don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, so boys, let me ask you guys: What do you make of his writing style? Not someone I want to go back to. Same. Uh, I, I was describing this to Gabe before he picked this up, and I was saying like, it's a short, breezy book, but it's written in like a very commercial because like clearly he writes very quickly, and it, mm-hmm. he writes like that too. Um, yeah. What's his face? Like Starship Troopers, dude. A- Hardline. Um, he he writes in almost like a similar kind of yeah, way. Yeah, I got that same feeling. I'm like, oh, this is this is the pulp style of the '60s with the way they write. It's, these. it's very very fast writing, mm-hmm. um, but like it's and it's it's breezy and digestible, but it's not a style I'm familiar I'm familiar or comfortable yeah. with. I don't. It's it's easy to speed read, which is interesting. Yeah, because that, like, like he wastes a lot of fucking time. He wastes a lot of time describing I mean, things that don't matter or repeating conversations that aren't necessary. And also his his chapter cliffhangers are kind of fucking useless. Yeah. Because they just go on to the next chapter, like, anyway. It's like a dumb, like, cliffhanger. It doesn't matter. It, it is essentially... I feel like when he writes, you know what it is? It's like... he, like, has, he wants to feels read, like a first draft. He, he wants to... He wants to... Well, it's an early... It's, he reads it very quickly. Um, he, he's, like, reaching for, like, a certain word count. Like, he says, like, every... All my books are going to be 80,000 words long. Okay. And he, like, writes until it's 80,000 words. And then he trims it down as, like, the really necessary stuff. And then he just goes, like, whoop, finish. Whoop, next book. <laughs> yeah, that, that, um, that adds up. That's basically how this, how this kind of feels to me that that's what it is even like with like the we were talking about the chapters he's literally just going like oh i can't sell books like like a pulp contemporary like sci-fi yeah. book if it's just like if they're like each chapter is like 50 pages long i'm just gonna put in a chapter here chapter here that's a fine enough place i think i think his imagination isn't lacking i really love the ideas like they they, they pulled blade runner out of this book yeah but it, I, I feel like my main problem with it in in the context of all of the media, is reading this. I did not care for any of the background stuff. <laughs> I, I feel like, like you, you, were, you were attached to the Blade Runner stuff, but you weren't yeah. really caring about the doing. Yeah, I feel like stuff. this does the opposite of twenty forty nine. The twenty forty nine expands upon that world, and without without getting too in depth, without getting into the dumb nitty gritty, with this very tastefully and very beautifully, and this it feels like like. Guy, I don't really fucking care how the what conf test works. I watched that movie the first time, and I'm like, I'm not supposed to get how this works. It's just supposed to be something I accept in the feeling of this world. Uh, uh, and this uh, is a movie. This is a movie. This is a book where it's like, <laughs> it starts explaining the, the the math of mercerism, and I'm like, oh boy, I sure don't give a shit about that. Yeah, yeah no, I I kind of see. Well, here's the thing. Like, I think it is. I think, well, here's the thing. This created the void comp depth. The void comp depth is like, it is a specific thing that, I, that we use to determine if someone is an android or not android. Yes. This is how it works, which mm-hmm. is very interesting. The pr- and I think like it would be more interesting if you didn't see Blade Runner, because I think the problem yeah. with Blade Runner is that it's almost 
it's almost entirely like the surface of everything. Yeah. Like uh, the the Void Conf test is like some really like stylish filmmaking, but it's yeah. not particularly interesting. No, like th- with like the story wise, like there's no character stuff. I think they did really like what I really love about the Void Conf test is it's my Facebook banner, and it's not in the book. It's the whole turtle thing. Oh, I love yeah. that. Like I like the concept of bizarre probing questions that are supposed to somehow like prove that you're an android or not an android. And then like I I did not like the whole capital E empathy stuff. Yeah. I th- I think it it felt really kind of whatever. It felt but, like, like it felt like some fucking junkies kind of like it felt, <laughs> yeah, it felt like an undergraduate <laughs> junkie student writing about like his sci-fi ideas. And and this and is like he, key, this is Keystone that by yeah, the way. But, like like all of Dick's books. When he's writing the pulpy stuff and almost the personal stuff, it's pretty great actually. I kind of really enjoy it and that's the stuff they yanked the movie out of. And my other weird takeaway Fine. is that clearly Murakami is a big fan of Philip K. Dick. Oh yeah, but he he does he does like the David Lynch version of it. Yeah, he know? does David Lynch version. Where he's also. like, I'm just gonna go in whatever direction I fucking yeah. feel like it. There's the conversation. Like, I'm gonna the whole focus s- on fucking. I really like that scene with um, with uh, Rachel and um, and Rick Deckard in the in the, like, the hotel room, mm-hmm. and it really reminds me of like, oh, Murakami's all about this. Yeah, cool. Fine. How else did you feel about do androids blame electric sheep? Like I said, like this is a one of those examples of uh, a like book and a movie again, where uh-huh. like I said, the the people making the movie did a better version of the source material uh-huh. than the actual author did. They fleshed it out and made it like visually appealing. Yeah, there's some appealing concepts in the book. Uh, I just think that it's streamlined and done much better. Mm-hmm. 1982. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, maybe it's, you know, the time period of, uh, was it 14 years later, getting in 1980s, like, early technology kind of things where you can kind of meld your own ideas with his mm-hmm. and make them better. Yeah. But then again, there's other, there's other like, adaptations that suck compared to the book. True. And then there's ones that stand on equal footing. Yeah. Like, I just started watching, um, I'll, go, I'll go into comic book realm here. Yeah. I just started watching uh, sci-fi series Happy. Based oh, on yeah. Oh, yeah. How is it? It's fucking fantastic. Oh, okay. It's like equal footing. Like they do um they do some things that are like scene for scene, the same thing, like dialogue the same. And then they take a few liberties and do like a couple different things because they're Maloney. trying to stretch it out over like an eight episode mini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's perfect. Uh, both things I can enjoy on the same level. But then there's other things where it's like, man, the the fucking book was better. Yeah. Where you're missing certain things that were necessary to the plot. Uh-huh. Like the first time I when I was eleven years old and Harry Potter came out. Uh-huh. I went to go see the first one and they were Wizard's missing... Wizard's Skull, parts one through seven and it's film adaptation. Wizard's Skull, parts one through eight. Correct. Yes. <laughs> um the Wizard's School one okay. did not include uh, the the jokey ghost character named Peeves. That oh, was one yeah. of my favorite parts of the books and he was kind of like necessary to like certain aspects of like characters like how they reacted to situations. Yeah. And pulling him out made me very upset, even at 11 <laughs> years old. I was like, what the fuck? I know, that movie was only Nerd. like three hours long. I oh, first it. one? First one's like tight, isn't it? First, no. First one's like the it's, one long. Is it really? Long. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Honestly, I, I've, I've I have only not seen, seen like, a single Harry Potter film, nor have I read any of the books. You should read they're, them. They're okay. I think that they get... I, this is a weird thing with that, where I don't understand why the fandom for that is more female than male. You don't understand that? It makes perfect sense. How? Well, I think it's a lot more, compared to a lot of other nerd properties, it's actually a lot more about youth and wonder, and there's a little bit more romance to it. I think there's, there's, Harry is not a masculine protagonist at all, and his support team is a smarter woman and a kind of dopier dude. It's 
it's a story of maturation of your mind and your creativity and responsibility. There's nothing proto-masculine about Harry Potter at all. I guess. I just, uh, maybe I'm like the, the most badass moment in all of Harry Potter is when Neville Longbottom pulls a sword out of a hat and cuts a snake's head off. And that's in the last book. I don't know. I just, I always had difficulty grasping that, like, with, like, why the fan base scares, like, 80, 20 women. Well, I think it's... Because it's, it's, I, I always saw, like, you know, wizards and magic and shit. Like, uh, like chicks aren't into that shit. But then yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, I guess... Girls like that magic. There's, like there's, that enough, there's enough furry princess kind of stuff to it. There's a, there's a, the element of magic as wonder and also as study and math things much more appealing. I think, like, I'm reading The Magicians a little bit, and that's much more... Even though it's a, it's an interesting look at magic in a real world where also your male protagonist has depression, it's about magic and depression, it's still... There's still an element of wand as dick to it. There's no wand as dick in Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. I'm stupid. Yeah. Where's, like, where's, oh, the, where's the fucked up sexual stuff in, in, in like, like, a school of magic, you know? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, where's, where's the private fuck room? Where, where's, <laughs> dude, there's all sorts of private fucking going on in there. Yeah, there's all kinds of weird stuff. Room requirement, bro. Oh, my God. Covered, yeah. in, covered in magical requires. condoms. condoms. Can, you, can you imagine how about this? Like, a wizard school, like, a high school, right? And there's, and there's like, like, a very, like, almost, like, Catholic kind of control of just like, like there's no sexual stuff because the moment you you like just you go like do whatever you want sexual spell. you're doing some <laughs> fucked up things especially if you're a teenager fucking studying magic yeah. so it's like none at all so can you imagine how much that'll fuck people up yeah, like when you create you like porn? a little fucking dick sucking toad yeah. out of thin air yeah so like, <laughs> pretty much yeah you could do that or just do like or do things automatic people, expulsion you know? yeah <laughs> you created the dick sucking toad that's one of the unforgivable curses or, or imagine this you have like some like uh, some school uh, headmistress or something like that like like pulling up in front of everyone it's like you're expelled you created a dick sucking toad and you used it on everyone yourself like you had that thing for months applause. and you're just standing there in front of everyone and she's like get out of the school you have to like walk past everyone yeah, yeah you're going down giving high fives to all yeah. the dudes like, I'm like yeah no they're not, do it, bro. They're, they're not allowed to or else they'll get expelled too that's levitatus fellatio that's how you do it oh I want that thing then but you're a dick sucking toad yeah. no, no the whole story have you guys there's like miles and miles and miles of Harry Potter like porn all Ugh, over the thing. I'm sure. It's people like sex stories. Hmm. I've read but, a few. <laughs> like what? The I, have, fuck? I had to look them up. A, like a girlfriend would be like, huh, "Look at this thing." And I'm like, "Sure, that's that's Ginny and Malfoy I having sex." I, I think I have like seen that because like I remember reading like an article. I think it was like a cracked article one time. Uh-huh. It was like the eight most disturbing like fanfic fuck stories. <laughs> <laughs> and like the like there was a Harry Potter one uh-huh. and then there was uh no the, I know what the Harry Potter one was it was um Snape and one of the Teletubbies. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why? I was like, oh, I can't read this. The FBI is going to trace my computer. That's rule, fucked rule up. Rule 34? Uh, yeah, what? apparently. Like, god damn it. One last thing before we want to go on break. I don't know what they're called, but there's this like... There's been a lot of Philip K. Dick there talk. is... Yeah, I know. Uh, there is uh, uh, this thing on YouTube, and I don't know what it's called, but like, they're called... They're literally called like... You know, Shrek, Marvel's Frozen, uh, battling, fighting, something. Like, it's all just, like, buzzwords. Like, the most searchable stuff anyway. And they're just, like, these shitty CGI videos. I, I feel like they were talking about it in in a podcast. i also seen clips of this, I think, on Red Letter Media or something like that. But, like, and it's just, like, shitty animation. But, like, kids watch this stuff. Like, it's crack. And it's literally ruining their minds. 
What is it? Yeah, I, I'll I'll get to that later. But like, people will hear about this out there, where it's just like they're the, these like it is literally like CG, like crappy CGI like Marvel characters, like the Frozen characters. It's like Shrek marries Elsa, Frozen battling like Batman or something like that, and how like it, it literally like, has like all this ruining their junk because it's it's just junk. If you watch this, yeah, I'm sure like is it like wa- old man comic books are ruining kids' minds or is no, it no, legitimately it's, like scientifically like it is like if you no if you watch because I've seen clips of it. This sounds on, like a Blade Runner shit. And Red and Red, Red Letter Media, like you, you Red Letter Media. Yeah, no, I said that right. Yeah, I said it right. Um, I thought I confused. Okay, anyway, uh, but uh, you you can see it's like oh if I watch like more than like five seconds of this I'll. Feel like I'm getting dumber. Put a screenshot of it on the Top Gun uh, Instagram for this episode. I will not. Anyway, uh, on, bro. so that's what I'm gonna say. But first, we need to go to break. When right. we come back, we're gonna finish up our conversation <laughs> about uh, Philip K. Dick. Uh, unless you want to spit the dick out of your throat, sorry, Ryan. Sorry. Come on. We just came <laughs> on suddenly. Ryan, why don't you spit out a hot ad? Okay. Hey. Ryan, do you want to do a live ad? Oh, what? I haven't listened to that. It, I listened to like the first like 30 minutes of it. Oh, I, I haven't listened I, to it yet either. Okay. Live ad. Ryan, live ad. Live ad. First. Don't forget to add the music. Sex and violence. Okay. Go. Do you like reading books? Okay, well, this show isn't about books. This show's about movies. Come listen to Sex and Violence, the other hot top gallant radio production where Gabriel Mara and I discuss movies that have cocks, cock rings, swords, tits, um, decapitations, all that kind of fun shit. Uh, each week, we'll select a movie, watch it, and then talk some smack about it. And then maybe say, fuck you, Danny. Uh, so come listen to us. Sex plus violence in the, the iTunes the, store. Button your shirt up. Oh, and uh, button your pants up to the waist <laughs> area. And uh, put your belt on and go over to Sex and Violence. Yay! Comes out every Thursday. Every Thursday. On TopGallon.com. TopGallon Radio. I forgot the website. On iTunes and Stitcher. (laughs) Yeah. Search, review, subscribe. Thanks for the help, fellas. You're welcome. (laughs) And go to break. Okay. Welcome back. Hey. Dear listener readers. Hi, guys. To another exciting episode of uh, Top Gallant Radio. A slow reader is a fast-paced literature podcast about brought to you by Fox. Top Gallant Radio. It's reading. It's about literature. About tangents and... and, and it's um, about mutey vaginas. Oh, boy. Ooh. That is the dulcet tones. I hate that phrase. Uh, from the, <laughs> our special guest, Ryan Cotter himself. Ryan. Yes, Ryan Snyder. Snyder. The other guy in this conversation. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Who gentlemen. you been listening to for a while now. Yeah, a while now. Yeah, I know. It's been running long. It's been a Tangent while. heavy. Tangent heavy, yes. I love Who? not having to drive the ship. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, and we were just finishing our, we're, we're, it's time to wrap up our talk about Philip K. Dick's uh, Do Androids Dream Electric Sheep, whatever the fuck it's called. But this short little book about Blade Runner plus a little smack, smattering of like Mad Men and like, yeah. that's what I was getting from the beginning when it's ta- especially because when they're talking about like like how a little he, bit of David Yates in this, he wants to get well. It's like his conversation with his wife. How it's just like they're talking about like they're actively and happy, and they're just talking about like we're gonna mood fucking organs. set the mood organ at this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll set it higher. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and also the fact that like he uh, Deckard wants to get a real animal, and like they're just saying like oh you can get like a cat, you can get like a, a, mouse. a mouse and all this, and he's like. No, I want well, a big, animal. large animal because like it's all about like the whole thing is that he's doing the stuff to like 
be respectable in the eyes of others. Like he wants to basically put himself, it's like, no, I want to be, I'm the owner of a large animal. I'm not settling for anything else. So he goes and kills a bunch of androids for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And then some weird God thing happens at the end. He meets Mercer, he meets a toad, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of bullshit. Even though that happens at the end of Cat's Barry. Cradle. What's that? Happens, uh, happens at the end of Cat's Cradle. I do love Cat's oh, Cradle. Oh, he's another sci-fi dude. I keep forgetting about him. You know Vonnegut? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's sci-fi. He is, he is sci-fi. He's Shadow Sci-Fi. the uh, Songs of Sirens, Sirens of Titan. Sirens of Sirens Titan. Sirens of Titan. Sirens of Titan. And he did um, that Nazi book. Mein Kampf? Yeah, he did that. Wow. Yeah, I knew it. Wow. Mother at Night. Mother at Night. Wasn't that also just essentially Man in the High Castle? He's no, a better well, version kinda. of Philip K. Dick. Yeah, no, Valvana gets, like, amazing. Philip K. Dick, I think, is important pulp. Bro, you ever read Phil, uh, what's his name? Broyo, you want some Froyo? Froyo, Froyo! Yo, what? Vonnegut? Yeah, Vonnegut. I read his book of short stories. If you oh, which one? Bagamba Snuffbox? No. Welcome to the Monkey House? Yeah, that's the one. How to sign up No, I'm, I'm, I enjoyed that. I'm not a fan or anything. No, we read, um, Cat's Cradle. Uh, I haven't read that. That was actually the very first one I read of his, then I read a few others, and I finally went back to it. It's a good yeah. book. Mm. It's great. Listen to our episode of it. It's very funny. Legitimately funny. It's hard to be funny. No. It's yeah. hard to be funny in writing. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It really is. I don't I don't laugh out loud a whole lot while I'm reading. No. And that one I read, I laughed out loud a whole bunch. Although uh, uh, Sutri by Cormac McCarthy has the greatest fart joke ever. Okay, now I'm in. Yeah, no, it literally, like, you'll read that and you'll be like, fucking cool. Like, I, like I said, Sutri will have, like, most stuff that you'll like. Okay. Okay. Is oh, sure. Literal fart joke. Mm. Um, uh, so, yeah, Philip K. Dick's Too Interesting by the Electric Sheep. Uh, I've always joked twice now, I think, on recording that we're going to read the boring book that uh, Blade Runner is based on. I stand by that. Turns out you're yep. right. Um, Where'd the term Blade Runner come from? It's just... Because uh, how dangerous it is, walking on a blade. Well, uh, the funny thing is the actual working title of uh, the Blade Runner movie was Dangerous Days. And then at some point, like, they developed, like, the phrase... I forgot this. They talk about this, the writers. Um, but they started to develop the phrase, like, Blade Runner, and they're just like, that's a cool name. We'll just call the movie that. It does sound cool as shit, though. Like, yeah, if great. someone was like, yo, we want to watch Dangerous Days, be like, oh, that shitty Stallone movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to watch Blade Runner? I'm like, oh, shit, that sounds... That sounds dangerous. Uh-huh. Blade Runner sounds... I, I, I remember um, people, like older people, when they're talking about seeing Blade Runner, especially as a kid, where it's like, there's this badass movie, this poster. You look at the poster, and it's Harris, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, Han Solo, with like a laser gun. And he's like... Uh, and you just see Blade Runner across the top, and it's just like, fuck yeah, I want to see this cool movie. That poster is sexy. Uh, and then you see it, and it's just this boring fucking science fiction movie by Ridley Scott. Uh-huh. Uh, and like, so like... A lot of people are actually turned off by it because they're just like, they're expecting like this awesome sci-fi action movie and instead they got Blade Runner. Yeah, but Blade Runner is awesome. It is, but, know, like, no, it is awesome, but like, it's... If I would have seen it as a young person, I it, guess it's it not, probably would have been boring. Yeah, I mean, this is like the area, like, there was like Spielberg and shit. Like, Spielberg and like, shit? Like, people were expecting like, um, like, a, like an Indiana Jones, but like in the future sci-fi. Yeah, because you already world. had like your... Indy and your Han Solo stuff with him. She's like, oh, cool, another rousing adventure with Harrison Ford. Yeah. And it's not that at all. And it's, and it's not that. I mean, to its credit, it's not that. It's a rousing adventure with uh, Roger Howard. But, like, but yeah, that's, that's what that is. I don't remember it what is, it's I didn't realize, like, when I watch it alone, I find it to be still, like, fascinating every time I watched it. Um, but you'll watch it with someone else and be I, like, oh, that's right. This I tried watching watch it with my wife, and, like, 20 minutes in, like, the phone slowly came up, and I was like, god damn it. It's like, this is my fault, though. You Pay attention to this. Look how amazing this looks. I guess you wouldn't want to watch this. Oh, I, off topic, but I did what? make her watch Sing Street. Oh, yeah? How'd you like it? Uh, she liked it just fine. She didn't, oh. she didn't love it. She liked it. It's kind of like Skipper. Yeah, I, I don't think many people are going to be as enthusiastic about it as Unlike you and I are. Unlike Phil and us. Hey, 
I uh, I haven't seen. Oh, and Ryan Hill. Ryan Hill loved it. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, th- I think it was in his like top three. Shit. Uh, you uh, should watch. Actually, I heard you don't have a heart. So. Uh, well, I don't. Have, <laughs> I don't have a heart. I don't like feel good movies. I don't yeah, like also, Cinderella, and I don't like. Daniel doesn't care about like care about like eighties pop music. Well, there's that too. Yeah. I mean, don't be wrong. I like it enough. I just don't go out of my way to listen to it. I think it's a bit like kitsch. You know. You're mm. kitsch. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Do you have final thoughts regarding do kick do dick stream of Android? Do, the Soviet kitsch read Android hamburgers. Um, you know, I'm gonna file this under. Didn't care for it. Glad I read it. I'm glad I finally read it. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. There really is. That's why they made a fucking movie out of it. A movie that I love. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't think I'm a fan of his style at all. It's mm-hmm. like. Really boring. It's really, really boring. And he just goes on and on and on. He's the, he does a lot of world building. That's what this yeah. book is. It's nothing but world building. And, and to his credit, it's very imaginative. Yeah, but it's not very elegant world building. It's just someone telling you, like, yeah, I, the sky sure is gray because of that bomb, right? It's um, it's this worst thing. And I feel like movies do this more than anything. But, mm-hmm. like, people like people are having a conversation. But it's not really a conversation between people. They're, like, establishing the world. Yeah. And it's just like, huh, Man, we've been friends ever since the nuclear bomb dropped. You know, like, if you ever see, like, one of the most comedic fucking attempts at this, or, like, the worst example of that in the world, it's, like, one of the opening scenes of the De Palma film Mission to Mars, okay. where it's, um, it's, like, Anthony Mackie, Gary Sinise, and another white guy, uh, and, um, <laughs> they're, and it's just, like, like, three dudes who are astronauts just, like, hanging out drinking beers at night. Mm. Everything out of their mouth is ex is expository, and it's so. I hate that so much. They're all talented actor enough to like, like, kind of like to roll it in a way to make it seem like, oh man, you know, sucks that we've been friends ever since the nuclear bomb dropped. You know, but like, <laughs> but at the same time, but everything out of their mouth is fucking expository. That sounds <laughs> like a bummer. Yeah, but I, I I think this is interesting, and maybe I'm very curious to look into something a little more personal. Maybe like Man in the High Towers, a little bit more well done. Or scattered darkly. I, I think next time I'm Barnes and Noble, I'm gonna page through some of his other stuff, and I'm probably gonna remember that I don't like it. But hmm. interesting. Glad I did it. It's I can check this off the list now. Uh, Ryan. Um, I'm gonna pretty much say the same thing. I had an opportunity when I was on my electronic device. I had enough Amazon points for either this, or for Volume One of the complete like Judge Dredd collection. Hey. And I regret my choice. <laughs> oh man. You should go to the library, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, but I'm a lazy, lazy man, Gabriel. Like when the world is at my fingertips, you. I'm just That's like, true. walk three blocks or click a button. You should have done your you library. You should have done what we did. We listened to the audio book on, on YouTube. Ah, shit. Yeah. Well, I, I did half of that while I was playing Binding of Isaac and then listening to the audiobook, and then I finished the book in bed. Hmm. Fart. Fart noise. Um, yeah, uh, I basically agree with it. Uh, like I said, I skimmed through this. I read this book like over 10 years ago, and thank God I was able... I feel like I had more patience to read something like this like that long ago when I was younger um, because I, I don't know if I could have actually gone... Well, technically I didn't. Uh, I, I don't know if I could actually like read through this, like muscle through it because sometimes it's like I'm interested in the stuff that I know is in this already. Yeah. And I feel like I'm also unfairly treating this because I'm I'm so locked into the stuff in Blade Runner. I've been watching Absolutely. Blade Runner for so long yeah. that like it's hard. It's really... It's a kind of... Un, we're giving the, the book a bit of an unfair chance. Yeah. That said... Not my kind of book. Um, I've tried reading dick books uh, uh, other than this, and and they're hard. They're, it's honestly harder to get into, probably because they didn't make Blade Runner out of it. Yeah. Uh, because like again, he's throwing out like all these like really fascinating ideas, and I think some other books he has like um, there's more of like a sense of humor behind everything. Mm-hmm. Like there's this one book called like 
Ubik, and it's all about like crazy, crazy stuff. Like God is like a laser or something like that. Sure. Like some okay. fucked up shit. But like I don't know. Um, I, I wish like I could read like a dick book that would actually like uh, capture my interest. But yeah, I feel uh, like I, I could. But I just haven't found it. There's there's something like intellectual but also divorced about it that I don't find well written or interesting. It, it's definitely it's this is specifically playing to an audience like an audience yeah. of like of who like these kinds of stories and love like these mind blowing kind of concepts of like the future or whatever but it's not so you, necessarily you get that from like 50s, 60s, 70s like sci-fi books yeah. it's like yeah. here's what the future will be like yeah and, and this, it's wonky this, I guess now this is exactly that guy except this guy did LSD yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah that's that uh, so C minus. Uh, anyway. C minus. So uh, join us next week. We're going to be talking about Deathlands and Deathlands and Deathlands. No, we're not. I know. What, what's it, next week? Next week is um, I'm sure we're going to be better. Get a hold of her. We'll be doing Zora Neale Hurston's "Their Eyes Are Watching God." Finally. Yes, I have been putting that uh, messaging her this week for some reason, just because I always get confused. Not confused. I always get distracted. Um, I will do it the second we're done recording, and you do it too. A. So if hopefully, Hover will be doing uh, Hurston Thurston Zora's "The Eyes on the Hills Were Watching Us." Yes, <laughs> crooked rain, crooked rain. Next week. Next uh, week. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Besides that, um, there's nothing else to do except for plugs. Ryan, what do you? Got to okay, plug? you can find me on the uh, the Instagram area at uh, Tango Like Cash. Yay. I also co-host another Top Gallant Radio production with Gabriel Mara, Sex and Violence. Comes out every Thursday. We watch sexy, violent punk rock movies. And uh, coming soon, Possession. Possession! Yeah. Good so, luck with that. Yeah, the last episode was Blade Runner 2049. And yeah. That was, it, it, as you've heard, we have a lot of love for it's Blade a Runner. good episode. It's pretty good because uh, we had a special guest. Well, we, had, we had a pretty special guest. Yeah, we already talked about it. Specializing as a chicken head. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got the plug. Gabriel. Do you guys think that people started calling, like, dumb women chicken heads based on Blade Runner? Do or, people call dumb women chicken heads? Um, I was just watching um, <laughs> old episodes of Chappelle's show because it was running because his new stand-up special dropped. Yeah. And apparently chicken head is a big thing in the African-American community. Yes. Or at least it was in 2004, 2005. Yes. And I think it might still be. I remember a um, friend of the show, Eve, told me the term chicken head before. And it's what people refer to. Maybe not necessarily stupid women, but just women. It's like, check out that chicken head. <laughs> to be uh, fair, Eve is very hateful towards women. Yeah, Eve hates. That's not true. Eve loves women. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's super <laughs> ominous, actually. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really it's like that's serial killer chilling. shit. Yeah. <laughs> like exhibit A. Okay. Really loves Eve's problem really was not that he loves. hated women. His problem. <laughs> Was that he loved women. He loved them too Dun, much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, listeners, you can find me on the internet at gmar number four series on Twitter and Tumblr. Um, you can also find me on the Instagram at babymara five is the end of it. Follow the sex and violence Instagram at sex and violence pod. Also, please listen to Only Lovers Left in the Library, the other other show on the Top Gallant Radio Network, where three sexy Latinas discuss feminism and erotica. I just had this awesome image of Eve uh, making a woman's suit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Goodbye, horses. Goodbye, horses, man. Um, anyway, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TopCount Radio. Uh, you can also go to TopCountRadio.com for information about this show and other shows and all the other TopCount Radio shows. Uh, also, you can go on all ebook retailers and get The Great Destroyer, a sea story with the them lost corrected yeah. I changed her completely <laughs> uh, anyway you can get that for like only 99 cents because I'm basically giving that away for free cool. uh, enjoy that and uh, in the meantime go fuck yourself 
Uh, Listeners, I appreciate you. Uh, he'd appreciate you. Me, not as much. Anyway, uh, so um, uh, I guess that's it for the episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Bye. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for Ryan, thanks for guesting on the show. Come again. Thank you for having me in Top Gallant Cove. Yeah. Uh, I sincerely hope that at some point we can do what we always should have been doing, is that recording uh, an episode of Sex and Violence and then slow readers one after the other. Yeah, that'd be fun. We, we need to do that at some point. A marathon. Just split it in half. Yes. Yep. And I, I would love to do uh, slow readers uh, last because we can all be exhausted for that. Yeah. Yep. That'd we'll be, be focused and ready for your sex and violence, and then loopy as fuck. And then loopy as fuck, and, and exhausted and tired and not wanting to record. Yes. Yeah. Fun uh, Okay, so... Whatever. Bye! This has been a Top Gallant Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topgallantradio.com. Radio.com.